to be joking. You've got to be joking. Now, when the treasurer wishes oh, to go no. there or not, I would forbid him going. Forbid him going to the Senate. To, uh, to uh, account this unrepresentative swell over there. Nick, how you going, mate? I'm good. How are you, Rob? I'm great, mate. You hey, seem buddy. up and about. I'm feeling good today. It's a nice day. It is a nice day. The sun is blaring down on my back as yep. usual. You're getting your uh, weekly dose of uh, UV rays. Yeah. From recording this podcast. Not like I don't get enough of that in Australia. Yeah, mate. Don't fucking move as well because you're gonna mess up the audio. So just okay. Just stay exactly still. A lot of pressure. <laughs> I got a lot of power here in this relationship. Yeah, you do, but as chief marketer, mate, I have the uh, distributing powers. Shit, that's true, actually. Who has the more power? The power dynamic between us. Oh, mate, <laughs> I've bloody done so many readings on power recently. I'm actually sick of it. I really am. Okay. <laughs> we did the last week. It was all about power. Remember? Oh yeah, true. Me and Robert back in the routine of doing readings for politics, and it's honestly very tiring. It is pretty tiring, yeah. I must say. But, you know, it's part of it, Nick. It's, we have to get a degree. Like, we can't just rob UWA here, right? You previously have mentioned the UWA print degrees. Yeah. So. Well, look, we can, we can rob, rob UWA here. I'm doing a ukulele course this semester, so. Jesus. I have robbed them a bit, but. This guy. I feel a bit bad going to uni and not doing the readings. You should. You actually should. Man, I taught, I've done every single reading for the past two and a half years. And look at me now. What does it get me? Nothing, man. You've consistently outperformed me in politics and economics units at that. Yeah, that's, not, that's, that's worth nothing, Rob. You're cooler than me. Rob, how are the Dokers on Monday night, by the way? How oh, mate, I was so up and about about the Mighty Freo Dockers. Yeah, how good? Fucking literally could not miss a target. I'm telling you, you missed a stunning netball game. Oh yeah, um, yeah. What we, happened? We win. We we we. It was a really good victory. Like it was it was pretty In close. Div two, mate. Wow. In Div two, we're a Div two team apparently. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, we're just so, so good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm gonna struggle to get a game at this right? Yeah, mate. Yeah, because <laughs> Nick Vaughan filled in. So oh, I'm not saying you've been replaced, but. I've been replaced. Is that what you're trying to say? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see how it pans <laughs> out, Rob. It's early in the season, all right? All right. Cool. How, uh, what, what is a, a piece of news that has interested you this week, Rob? A piece of news that has interested me this week? I don't know, Nick. Um, Hate to put you on the spot. There's been a lot of news that's been pretty interesting this week. There I think has. the news that came out last night is probably the most interesting news, but we're going to save that for an actual topic. Save it, mate. Yeah. I um, personally loved um, Trump's interview with that dude who's become a meme now. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> Have you watched the interview? Did you see the actual I've interview? Watched, I watched like the highlights of the interview. Um, and the like, he just always goes thousand, ca- thousand deaths each day, thousand deaths each day. He's like, well, if you look at this graph and it's just like deaths per case, I think it was. Yeah. And he goes like, what? How is that relevant at all? I know. It's just... It's actually like very, very mystifying how stupid Trump is. Like if you watch that, it's like an interview with like a 10-year-old. Like Trump actually has no fucking clue. It's a bit strange how he thinks. Um, 
the guy that didn't I watched an interview of the interviewer. Oh yeah. So real interviewception here. So meta, yeah. <laughs> and he was talking about how Trump subscribes to this like self help theory of um like positive affirmation. Um, pretty much just saying like if you keep on saying positive things, eventually it'll happen. And basically like for him to hear like all these terrible things he'd done, he just like can't handle it. So he just like you know that whole fake news thing that I think that explains it quite well, to be honest. It's a great attitude for uh, the president of the free world to have, yeah. you know? Yeah, just, exactly. Oh, everything's good, as long as I say it is. He just, like, he hands a, Trump hands a guy a graph. He's like, look at this graph. And it's deaths per patient, like yeah. per, per recorded case of COVID-19. And apparently that's a good metric for the US. And the guy's like, no, I'm talking about deaths per population head. Yeah. And Trump literally doesn't understand the difference. He, like, doesn't get it. And <laughs> doesn't I'm like, make sense, man. Dude, like, the dude has never looked at a graph in his life. <laughs> I, I don't get it. He's, he actually is just, like, a bumbling moron. <laughs> it's just so, yeah. This is the downside of democracy, man. Yeah, sure. Have you ever heard that quote, Rob? I think it's a Churchill quote, where he's, like, the biggest argument against democracy is a five-minute conversation with the average voter. Yeah, yeah, that's Churchill. So funny. He had a few... He- he didn't really like democracy for a uh, prime minister, Winston Churchill. No, yeah. Well, got a few of those quotes. He was, he was, he was like before he got famous for running a wartime effort. He was a terrible politician. He was responsible for Gallipoli. Yeah, he was actually a, an awful politician. And to be honest, he was great for the UK during World War Two. But I think it's a bit. Well, very, very rude to uphold him in Australia, to be honest, because he did terrible things for us. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he just literally, his negligence contributed to. You don't have to defend against Japan. You'll be right. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, true that as well. Just come over and support us in North Africa and fucking. Send all your naval vessels to the Mediterranean. (laughs) That's where Australia's interests lie. (laughs) That makes heaps of sense, doesn't it, Rob? Yeah, man. Heaps. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> How are you feeling about the pandemic, Rob? Just um, generally, it, we're still in pandemic generally. mode. Well, in, in WA, it's not really relevant. Well, it is relevant, but you know, you get Mark McGowan's post each day about how there's no new cases today or one new case today. See New Zealand. New Zealand four Got, mystery cases. Yeah, poor Jacinda. She's up for re-election soon. I think she's still. Well, she just as soon as as soon as it happens, she's like, yep. The whole, Level yeah, three lockdown. The whole of Auckland into lockdown. Yeah, well, that's like that's kind of the response you might want, really. I think it's a smart play, to be honest. I think she wants to be COVID free again before she's up for re-election. Yeah, and she'll get that. I'd imagine. Yeah, she's she's in for a stunning victory because they've been through three different. Her opposition's been through three different leaders in the past few months or something. <laughs> something stupid like that. Yeah. Um. She's impressive, Rob. I don't want to beat around the bush anymore. Some news that excited me this morning. I don't know if you... You didn't hear it last night, Nick. I didn't hear it last night. I was asleep. I actually did have an early night. It felt good. I felt very refreshed tonight or today. I got a notification about 10.30 last night. And it was like Russia claims to have a vaccine. Mate, it's all over. For COVID. I mean, Putin, for all the shit we give him, he's the messiah in this case. Mate, Putin, rescue me. All right? He's only gone and done it. He's done... (laughs) We're free. It's over, Rob. Russia has a vaccine for COVID. Or, or or do they? That that's the question we got to ask here. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I read an article by Al Jazeera this morning. 
um, you know, that worthy news source from yeah. the Middle East. Yeah. Um, and they said basically along the lines of we don't know enough yet. We got to wait and see on this one. But I think it's better news. It, it can't be bad news, right? Uh, Even if it is fake. Yeah, well, I think, like, he's not going to give a vaccine that is dangerous to, like, a lot. Of, I think he's already given it to, like, 30,000 military people. And his, his own daughter as well has had the vaccine. Putin. Putin's yeah, daughter, okay. that is. So, I don't think, like, he's going to give a vaccine to that many people knowing that it's, like, really bad for them. So, yeah. I think it can't be too bad for you in terms of your health. But I think the big question mark is how actually effective is it? Yeah, that is the big question mark. Maybe they should get like some military folk to I don't know lick lick someone with COVID. Yeah, lick a gate or something. I don't know, yeah. like lick lick some doors, door handles or something. Yeah, uh, you know, shake hands with someone. Oh yeah, <laughs> shake hands with Boris Johnson. Um, the Australia's um, chief like vaccine expert has said that they they like have no idea that particular strain or, or genome or whatever how however a vaccine works like they they don't know that one at all so huh. i think that's a lot of people um so they literally just like will have to wait to see how effective it will be yeah it's going to be interesting but the big the the other big question mark rob is how does that how does that play out in terms of ge- you know kind of geopolitics and the politics between nations as well if one country like Russia has a vaccine and they're starting to mass produce it, are they just going to give it to other countries? You'd, you'd hope so, right? You'd, you think that the world would unite against this virus, surely? Maybe. I know Australia has said that they will supply a vaccine once they find one to any, any country who wants it. Yeah. But I mean, like, are we going to give the vaccine to North Korea? <laughs> I think you have to. I, like, I genuinely think this is one of those times where you have to put aside all differences. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, because people's lives are at stake. Yeah, um, fortunately, really. Fortunately, yeah. Um, but you know, the Russians are aren't exactly known for their warm heart and kindness to other nations, as proven by the Cold War and World War Two. They're not afraid to <laughs> just. Be dicks, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like you know, the for a while, and I think maybe still, the perception exists that like a vaccine is the end of this whole thing. Where I think mm. that's really far from the truth. Uh, I think a vaccine is like maybe the beginning of the end, but there are so many more complications. Uh, the, the big one being how effective is the vaccine? Yeah, and then the other one, uh, who who will develop this vaccine? Who will distribute it? Will they? trade it at a fair price because you know yeah. what if russia just charges an exorbitant amount for this vaccine that'd be really sad yeah i um, mean who knows maybe some ngos could help us out there nick distribute it you know non-for-profit stuff that'd be really nice yeah but it's just like in the u.s they're they're big pharmaceutical companies and notoriously terrible where mm. they charge like $200 for a vial of insulin for diabetics and then you go to Canada and it's like $20 a vial. Yeah. Um so which is, you know, just horrible. They're just literally making money out of people's uh ill health, which is terrible. That's um, the US foyer. Yeah. Everything is just pure capitalism over there. The free markets solves it all. But if, you know, if a vaccine is developed in the US, the the people who are going to manufacture it is going to be those pharmaceutical companies. Yes. And are they just going to are they going to just give it to people? 
Do you, think, do you think a government would put a subsidy on it? Because I don't, I don't think that vaccine will get to the US with certainty until November. And our predictions are that Biden's going to get it in November. So I think maybe a subsidy would be provided towards those pharmaceutical companies. De- I mean, definitely. I think if Biden gets it, I w- if I was Biden, I'd supply it for free to everyone. Yeah. And that's not even like a political issue. That's just saves you money because after that, the whole thing is over. Yeah, and, you and also you just recovering. You know, you can pump up your economy again. Yeah, but do you trust like Trump to do that? Like that is the big question mark. If if America develops a vaccine before November, and Trump is handed like the key to this, what? That's like the own the only way I could see his his presidential chances revived. Yeah. Well, what if he just buys Russia's vaccine? Yeah, he is good mates with Putin. Very good mates with Putin. Apparently, maybe he could buy Russia's vaccine. Russia's shit vaccine that doesn't work. Well, do do we know if it doesn't work, Nick? That's the great thing. This is uh, unprecedentedly um, on topic, on uh, relevant for the Unrepresentative Swill podcast. It's very rare that we get news that's this fresh off the. Uh, oh, this the, is breaking. The rack. This is this morning. Yeah. What is it? Today is August twelfth. This is this morning. So the thing is, we don't know if. Thing. Like we always say at the end of our podcast, we don't know a thing, but we genuinely don't kn- know a thing. No one knows a thing here apart from probably some very smart people in Russia. I will say most, like everyone is saying that the their trial periods were very, very short. Hmm. Um, the standard is uh, apparently different in Russia than it is in the West. So like people in the West, if, if that study was taken out in the West, it would have had to be extended. Yeah, okay. Um, so I think that maybe diminishes the chances that it will be an effective vaccine. But I don't think it's completely discounted. I don't think people are saying it's completely discounted. Everyone is saying we need to we need more time to look at things. Well, that's the thing. It, like Everyone is just saying we don't know yet. Um, so fingers crossed, I guess. Let's hope that the Russians pull through for us. And you won't hear me saying that too often, to be honest. Yeah, well, that, that will be... Imagine the Russians pull through, they are willing to share or manufacture a vaccine for everyone, and this whole thing just blows over. What does that do for Russia's legitimacy and like prestige in the international system? Because, I mean, that matters. It's got to help, right? It can't be a bad thing for Russia and Putin here. I think um, there's still going to be you know, deeper issues between... Uh, Let's call them the free nations, <laughs> I guess. Oh, yeah. Or, or the, the West. So the, free. The global West and uh, Russia. Um, it's got to do some good for Russia, though. Um, but I think until they're a democracy, I don't think it's going to change too much, really. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so important for Trump and potentially some other world leaders who are not coping with the virus very well um, and like need a vaccine because mm. a vaccine i you'd think would just if you're responsible for creating or even just like borrowing and distributing effectively a vaccine that's gonna just increase your popularity immensely it's got it right yeah it's it's gonna be so interesting to see um and as you said it's it's certainly not the end it's it could be the beginning of the end for this whole virus and just saying that, it's actually brought a smile to my face. I'm so up and about with that. I know, right? Um, like, yeah. Well, remember what people were saying, like, it could be like a year and a half until we get a vaccine. 
Yeah. Apparently, I mean, apparently not. Maybe a super effective vaccine, but if you have a vaccine that works most of the time... We got to take it, right? It's better than... I mean, it's better than nothing. Is it better than nothing? Desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, like surely, right? We got to do it. I really hope it gets up before July next year so I can go to Europe. That's the ultimate game. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. It all comes out, right? It all comes back to me. Now that's why you're so (laughs) pro-Russia. You know me. Guy just wants to go to Europe. And play the Russian national anthem, you know, every night. Loves Russia, this guy. (laughs) Swear my uh, allegiance to the state. (laughs) Um, Well, we all know Russia. Russia wants Trump to be in the White House. So maybe Russia are developing this vaccine and are going to give it to the US, to Trump, before November to try and increase his re-election chances. Yeah. Allegedly, Russia wants Trump to be in the White House. Allegedly. Let's, I I think they do. Throw some alleged, alleged Well, I think there. I think they do. Well, they, he they wanted him in the White House in 2016. Yeah, allegedly, what? right? Has that been proven? Yes, it has been proven. A hundred percent. That's been 100%? proven. Hundred percent. Definitely, I'm willing to go a hundred percent on record. We know that. Oh the, yeah, no, like it. Obviously, yes, that's happened. But you know, the Trump doesn't think it's happened, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Allegedly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> allegedly. I thought you meant that the evidence is dubious. The evidence no, is very No, the clear. evidence isn't dubious yet. Yeah, yeah. But Trump doesn't believe it, so... No, well, Trump is... You know. Trump doesn't know the difference between basic graph... The graph... I don't know. Uh, workings. I don't know. He's an idiot, bro. <laughs> he's, he's a moron. What was that? <laughs> Great basic graph measures. Yeah, nice. Know. Good, Nick. Well, hey, thanks, mate. I'm really... I'm doing my best here. Nice. Yeah, well, it's going to be so interesting to see. Um, what do you think, Nick? Do you think it's going to change Russia's standings in international politics at all? Maybe. I mean, definitely. Do you think the West is going to be cool with Russia now? <laughs> the West, the West <laughs> is going to be chill with Russia? It might give more legitimacy to authoritarianism and less to democracy. Yeah, that's interesting. Know, Russia, famous authoritarian regime with Putin. They've been authoritarian. The I don't think they've ever been a democracy. Yeah, Russia's Maybe had a lot of problems. Oh, I think the late, early and mid-90s, they were actually a semi-functioning democracy. Um, yeah. I, I looked I think at some a, democracy index the other day. Maybe for a tidy bit. I think they yeah. had a good theoretical kind of system, but then the oligarchs got yeah. very powerful. Bought bought the entire economy because it halved in size overnight. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't just put all your government assets on a fire sale yeah. when you transition from communism to... Yeah, it's proven to be a terrible idea. Yeah, don't do that <laughs> if you're ever running your own country. Yeah, um, you know, if, if, if any of our listeners end up running a country and it's a communist state, don't, and you need a transition, don't do that, right? I mean, I think if it, if it does, if it is, you know, even mildly successful, people are going to be sitting there thinking like, why are we, why are we in the West demanding to have like nine month trials or something when they've done six month trials in Russia and they've avoided all the red tape, you know, in democracy. They've avoided the debate and they've just gone and done it. Yeah. But casting back to last Nick, last week, Nick, you know, isn't that one of the things that we said that was great about democracy is that it slows government and forces government to be um, accountable to not only the people, but um, the opposition and other forms of government? Yeah, that's, that's good in some cases. I mean, but in some case, other cases, it's bad. I think you want a, you want a mix of both. Um, oh, yeah. and, and you want, like, you know, that's like in times of war, obviously. I've actually been thinking about a democracy since that point, Nick, and I 
a little bit off topic, I know. Are you going to go authoritarian on me, Rob? No, I'm not. But I All think, right. I think uh, you know, a Hong Kong circa 97 is probably one of the one of the better ways to run a country. You know, not necessarily democratic, but free. I think freedom is very key in a nation. So you kind of are turning away from democracy, Rob. A little bit. You're kind of like the... the I think s- democracy is still the best form. But I think you can settle as long as freedom's insured. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. So you're like the Southeast Asian model, maybe where there's like maybe. civil rights, but you don't really get a, a, a say over how governments run. Yeah. And as long as you can criticize the government, still, I think. Look, it's better than authoritarianism. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Anyways, that's probably a little bit off point, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit, but that's all right, Rob. <laughs> I mean, it's the same. The, the whole thing, though, it's the same thing with China and their lockdown. Remember everyone was saying like early on, they're like, oh, look, they can they can deal with they're the virus. They're doing it so well, yeah. I mean, that didn't really turn out to be true. We've got a second China's, wave, don't they? China has a, a wave of bubonic plague <laughs> now, nice. which I shouldn't laugh about. It's fucked up. But they're getting cases of the bu- bubonic plague. Um, so I think, yeah, there may be... They have to deal with that now as well. Yeah, it's China for you, huh? Yeah, but you know, maybe this whole pandemic is going to give more credence to the authoritarian systems. Maybe. I don't know, but yeah, I think... We don't know, do we, Nick? We don't know. The race is going to be on in the West, though, to develop a vaccine. Like, can you imagine if China developed a vaccine before the US? Yeah, no way. Be, no big, way China's going to give on the that. international um, sphere. China would, no way China would give that fairly to the US. Oh. Uh, I don't think so. Really? No. Wow. No, because I, I thought Ch- surely China would use that as like a soft power leverage in future. Saying, here, you can have this. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I think it's more valuable as a coercive tool where they say, like, we'll give you this vaccine if you relax these trade restrictions, um, kind of thing. Really? I, I, I personally think it's better as a uh, open ended, you can have it, mate, but just know that you're going to be in debt in the future. Mate, this is the same regime that locks people up in Xinjiang. I don't think China... I don't, yeah, that's a good point, actually. I think it's more powerful if China did that, but I don't know if they will do that. Yeah, they're, they're capable of fucked up shit, so I don't know. Yeah, who knows, very interesting, mate. Nick. Yeah. Well, Rob, talking about uh, Donald Trump's uh, re-election prospects in November, by the way, um, what are your thoughts? What, how big a role do you think uh, social media will play in this and those big internet tech companies where we know Trump relies on a lot? His Twitter's infamous. Doesn't have a Facebook, but a lot of his stuff gets No, he read. does have a Facebook. Does he have a Facebook? Yeah, I've been on his Facebook before. It's, it's one of the greatest Facebook pages going. I'm tempted to like it right now, actually. <laughs> don't don't you go dare. Out, go out and like Donald Trump's Facebook page, guys. Don't you dare, mate. Wait, are you being... Because... Is this the fake one or is this... No, nah, this is a real blue blue tick on it. Man. Yeah, I, okay. I, he was like selling his merch. On, I think I told you this before. He was selling his merch. And I was like, fuck, that's so funny. I really want to buy a Make in America Great Again mug. But then I thought, fuck, I'd actually be giving money to this campaign that I don't agree with at all. I think you can do that as soon as he loses. Yeah, Then, okay. then it is funny to have Trump yeah. merch, maybe. Maybe. That's a good point. Well, even that, I wouldn't wear it in public. No, no, it'd be it'd be exclusively for this this house in Mount Lawley that. <laughs> oh, the Ivan Ivanov. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, well, Rob, but you know, recently Facebook, Twitter, they've been copying a little bit of uh, flack. There's been a little bit of controversy about the the ways in which they should and are uh, censoring things that are coming out of Trump's fa- accounts. Because some yeah. of it is is just, I mean, some of it's lies. 
Yeah, it is true. And this is the great the great question with social media of um is it now a news service or is it still an expression of, you know, just people talking? Because initially Facebook and Twitter and stuff was just random people just talking shit, right? Didn't have to be filtered because it was all just opinionated, it didn't really matter, right? But now the fact that, you know, mainstream media and stuff have migrated over to these um you know, these websites, let's call them. They, it is now technically a news provider. So you have to be correct. You can't be, you know, just lying blatantly. So it's that question of, you know, what's, what is, what are these companies? What are their main purpose? Is it to deliver news or is it to just be people's opinions? And what's more important to have, like that free speech or that correct, you know, factual information? I think that's a really good point. Like, what is the platform? Like, we actually don't know what the platform is yet. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, you could say whatever the whatever the hell you wanted, but you just didn't have the capacity to broadcast that to, to a lot of people very easily. Uh, and well, and the thing, it was all, I'm pretty sure it's all just, you know, in your opinion, there was no real hard, hard and fast and fact to it, right? Well, but if you wanted to say broadcast your your opinions and just lie to people, you That's needed. Okay. Well, but you needed like a before the internet, you needed to set up your own media yeah, station. But you like that's okay because it was all in your opinion. But I think Facebook and Twitter and Instagram to a lesser extent, um, the emergence between fact and opinion is now unclear and maybe that that's a point on media rather than this whole topic yeah interesting yeah no i I think i'm talking separately to that but that's also i mean a good point i just think that it's now these companies have made it so much easier to reach a larger yeah this is true yeah it's 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 shame i guess that the fake news can spread this easily but on the other hand is it is it important that we have this this speech because Free speech is more important than anything, according to some people. According to pure liberalism, that's yeah. like you're right. Exactly. But what I always just say to people who are, start to advocate for free speech is you don't have free speech. Because <laughs> I, can't, I can't sit here and say, Rob, I'm going to murder you. That's illegal to threaten your life. Well, you, you can say that. But well, that's... I just did, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to call the police on you just yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, I, if I was serious about that... Yeah, it's true. Free uh, speech has been limited that. throughout history, but where where's the line um, on free speech? I think people. I think some people don't even understand there is a line. Some people think you have, you can say whatever you want. But that's not true. That there is, is not true. There is a line, and there's disagreement and ambiguity about where that line should be. Yeah, and I think technology is constantly challenging where that line should be and where it can be as well. That's the other thing. Can you even, how would you even stifle people's free speech on these platforms? Could, could you even do that at all? Well, um, I think f- f- what you should be doing with that whole idea is if that organization that's tweeting using your platform is using it for primarily news and factual deliverance, I think you need to run a fact check on it. Like, for example, Donald Trump's Twitter, that's the president of the United States. That's a very important man. That needs to be factual, and hence why Twitter said, "No, you can't say that coronavirus." I can't remember what the official, what the point was that they actually brought him down on, but you know, you can't just say coronavirus is fine; it's under control. When in reality, it's not. Yeah. Then that was a little while ago that Twitter agreed to 
or decided to um, like put a disclaimer at the bottom of his tweet. Uh, and I think they, they didn't allow it to be retweeted as well. Yeah. Um, but infamously, Facebook at the same time was saying they weren't going to censor or stop his or put a disclaimer on his posts at all. Yep. And now they've backflipped on that. and They have. They've, I think they removed one of his posts, actually. Yeah. Do you remember what the post is about? Because I don't. I think it was coronavirus related. It was like, you know, yeah. go out and uh, expand the economy. Coronavirus is fine. And I think um, Facebook's reasoning was because they have a slightly older uh, market compared to some, somewhere like Twitter, um, that it was genuinely like harmful and hurtful to their users. Yeah, I and that's, that's the way they got around it because it's not saying no, that's fake news. We only have real news. It was saying it was harmful to their users. I think that's what Facebook. That's what Facebook's policy has been. Then, yeah, and they've they they maintained that their policy has been that all the time, and they've never back backflipped. But that's just a lot of bullshit, if you ask me. Yeah, I, it's a very they've sort of you know wiggled their way out of that one. Mark Zuckerberg is actually oh, a, a dumb robot. Is a bit of a moron. If you listen to him speak about this issue, he's actually just like, I think he's just so self entitled. He's like con- convinced that his platform is like, uh, you know, allowed people to to speak their mind. And like, if you listen to there's a there's a great clip of um, AOC Alexandria Ocasio Cortez um, speaking to Zuckerberg in Congress and like her asking him um, if she can run ads that are essentially just lies. And he's like, he just answers the question in such an uptight way um, mm. and just like a smug way. And he can tell him, he's like, I think people should be able to make their own decisions about whether politicians lie. And it's a nice principle. And you would say that in principle, but in practice, there's no fucking way anyone can actually moderate that. Yeah. And the amount of harm it causes is insane. So what are you going to do about it? I think, yeah, so I think, He's sort of still stuck in the whole age of where Facebook and all social medias didn't really mean anything because who the fuck cares? Whereas now, I think Facebook and Twitter and pretty much the internet in general is more important in delivering news than your main, you know, your television, for example, because most people would get their news from the internet. Yeah. No, I mean, I think a lot of people. Like they'll they'll follow a, a a media outlet that's posting on the internet. Yeah, exactly. But I think yeah, a lot of your more average Joes kind of just look at whatever's been posted on Facebook at all. Yeah, they they get their news from memes, which I don't recommend. I don't recommend at all. But pretty funny. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would that guy's become a meme. The interview guy's become a meme. Exactly. You see a lot of. I mean, that's maybe informative. Maybe maybe you go, oh, what's this meme about? Maybe I'll look at this interview and then you learn something. There you go. All right, I'm convinced. I'm deleting exactly. my Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think that's not a good idea. I just think, you know, these companies wield so much influence and power um, that the, the societal consequences of people being able to do whatever they want on the internet are just so dire, potentially, that I don't think you can sit there and just start to spout principles about freedom of speech anymore. Yeah, it's not, it's not fucking helping anyone. It's interesting, but then, like, let's say little old Billy, age thirteen, on Facebook, because that's the youngest you can be on Facebook. He puts up on on his Facebook page, um, "Fuck coronavirus, it's not real," right? Are you gonna take little little old Billy's Facebook page down or that post down when he's got two likes on it and one comment from his mum? <laughs> yes. No, you can't. 
I so then, right. wh- where do you draw the line, Nick? That's the thing on these these regulations. Do you only do that to the president of the United States, or do you only do it on a post that's got X amount of likes? Yeah, look, I it, it's a very difficult. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I think I think it's very difficult, but I think you have to have a line somewhere, or you have to try. Yeah, um, I tend to agree. Like you know, you Just could for make the record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could like do something like where if you're an elected official um, or a registered company or something, you have to have some kind of some some mechanism in place to ensure that what you're saying is being like validated. I don't know, like you know, I that's the kind of thing where you know, you have a problem with something and someone is like, oh, but how would you fix it? You don't know, like, but that's still it's still a problem. So yeah. like, what are you gonna do about it? You can't just do nothing. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough one, Nick. Who knows, hey, mate? You know the other thing as well is that like this always happens is that tech, if you look back to kind of through history technology always eclipses the at a rate where like governments and policy can't catch up can't keep up yeah yeah so you know like in in australia for example you can't explicitly lie in a political television ad that's not allowed um <sighs> can you do that on social media i think you can yeah you can so there's a policy discrepancy there exactly it's 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 a minefield right now out there, Nick. It's the Wild West, really. There's very little regulation. Um, and some would say that's a good thing. I kind of think it's a good thing. But clearly we need some, right? Yeah, I think there is there is a happy medium here. But yeah, going full cold turkey and just no kind of regulation or just willing, just committing to your principle of free speech blindly is maybe not the best move here. No. It's a great point, Nick. Technology is both a blessing and a curse, Rob, and you have to deal with the curse part at yeah. a government and policy level. It's a great point, Nick. But you know which which uh, news outlet gives really good factual information all the time? <laughs> is, that, is it Unrepresentative Still? The Unrepresentative Still Podcast. Unrepresentative Still Podcast. We've never told a lie here. <laughs> Mate, me and Rob, don't worry. We'll, we'll sort you out. Just tune in every week. Yeah, so tune in every week, guys. I think we might call it there. Yeah. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And Twitter. And Twitter. Yeah, I'm going to launch a Twitter when this podcast releases. So follow us on um, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you so much, More everyone. More posts to come. <laughs> yep. We're, we're doing the whole trio now. We need to read out that review next week. We forgot again. I did forget again. <laughs> I will read out that review. I'm very sorry. So yeah, r- rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you guys next week. Hey? See you later, guys.